Welcome to the Make Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Spears, marketing coach and consultant for heart-led, purpose-fueled, ambitious business owners who are on a mission to live out their wildest dreams and who don't settle for anything less than extraordinary. My mission with this podcast is to inspire and empower you to make magic with your marketing, your business, and your life. I'll be bringing you conversations with a range of incredibly inspirational coaches, healers, and experts to expand your mind, level up your business, and enrich your life one episode at a time. If you're someone who believes in magic and works at intentionally cultivating a life full of abundance, then this podcast is for you. Hi, my loves. I hope you are good and I hope you're faring up okay as we begin to wrap up on the crazy year that has been 2021. I am so proud of this year. Um, It's been amazing in so many ways and I'm really excited to delve into, um, I guess, some rituals of reflection and stepping into this next new version of myself in 2022. That's not to say that I treat a new year as like a new year, new me thing. Not at all. I continually step into the next version of myself um, as and when she's there. So for me, 2022 feels really exciting And I've actually got something big launching in January. So that adds to my, you know, fuel in my fire and excitement for the fresh new year. So I hope you're feeling the same. If not, that's all good. Um, But I hope you're looking forward to a well-deserved rest over the Christmas holidays. So in this episode, I speak with Sam Quemby, who's a wonderful mindset coach supporting female entrepreneurs with the inner work in order to create the outer results. And she supports them to go from struggling and stressed and all those icky feels to having fun and enjoyment again in their business. And one of the many things I love about Sam is that her mission, her Her guiding North Star is to bring women women back to who they are at their core, guide them back to who they are at their core, stripping away the conditioning, stripping away the shoulds, stripping away the stuff that people in society and even themselves tell them things should be. And yeah, really helps them to eliminate all of those limiting beliefs and blocks that they have that are weighing them down and stopping them from achieving their version of success and I love how open she was um, about her journey with Lyme's disease and the journey with her health and how that got to where she is now kind of working with the real deep reprogramming inner work stuff so yeah we spoke about so much covered so much ground I know that you're gonna love it and you're gonna love her so Let's get into it. Enjoy. So I would love for you to kick off by introducing yourself to everyone. Yeah, so I'm Samantha. I'm a mindset and success coach. And I work with female entrepreneurs. And my focus is really supporting female entrepreneurs to do that inner work to really create the outer results. So to help them really go from that stress and struggling place to back in alignment and creating that business from a place of like ease, flow and fun. And specifically really looking at a lot of my clients are coming to me with that self-doubt 
not trusting themselves and questioning their abilities. And it's really looking at, okay, what beliefs are going on that can help move them to that place of that self-belief so they can show up in that confidence and as that authority and leader that they are and almost really step into that power and kind of embody that next level version of themselves. Um, And I'm especially passionate about really supporting if you're not entrepreneurs but a message for all women really to let go of that need for external validation and to really create that sense of self-worth from within um you know especially based on my own kind of journey with that I think it's so important because so often I think we can put so much of our sense of being in tied up in our results and especially as business women um, you know, I don't know if you felt this yourself, but like really mm. thinking about how many clients we've got, or the revenue, or the goals, and actually forgetting, you know, what we are worthy and good enough as we are, and the rest is just an icing on the cake. And when we can create that, it really shifts how we show up in our business, and I think the choices that we make. Mm. Oh my gosh, yeah, and it's really spooky because I shared something on my stories before we hopped on to record this mm. about just this. So it was this this quote, this post that said, um, it was essentially around how much self-worth are you putting on external things? Um, Mm. You know, revenue, how many likes you're getting on a post, all that stuff you just said. And from personal experience, when I got to the point where I, I understood and then believed there were probably a few months between that like understanding that that is something that holds us all back Mm. and then getting to the point where you've worked through so much stuff that you actually believe that your worth is inherent and is always there um absolute game changer like I feel so much more unshakable now yeah it's like the foundations are there (laughs) yeah I love that kind of giving me goosebumps (laughs) That sense. One of my um, clients mentioned on a, we're doing an Instagram live talking about her experience. And because one thing I always talk about is like, you know, it's not about fixing you or making you someone else. It's actually about really helping you connect back into who you are, like outside of those beliefs that are basically having you buy into a different story and show up in a different way. And my client was like, you know what, after work, and it really felt like coming home to me. I thought it was such a beautiful way of saying it because it's like actually it's just reconnecting with yourself and then from that place having like that unshakable foundation of like you know I know who I am I really believe it to my core and from that building a business from that place I think changes everything and it makes such a difference and even though I've done a lot of work on that kind of achiever pattern that not feeling good enough and really attaching my worth to my job and results and money and everything it really got re-triggered when I came back into the business world um, massively. And I had to really then work at it from a different level and like a different layer because suddenly, you know, you especially I think when you're a service-based business owner, you are your business. And I think that can easily translate into I am my results. And obviously there's a big difference. Um, so yeah, it, it popped up massively for me and I had to really work through, um, you know, not getting attached to the numbers and not getting attached to like how many people were signing up or how many people like my posts or watching my stories or how many followers I had. Um, I remember my first ever client online, 
he reached out to me and I remember at the time I had about 500 followers just over and she had 26,000. And my first thought was, why is she reaching out to me? Like I've hardly got any followers. And I was like, oh, I had to stop myself. I was like, oh, I've just instantly forgotten my five years of experience before coming into the online space. And I was just literally <laughs> looking at the difference. And of course, it doesn't mean anything, but it's amazing how I think social media, like the valetry metrics can really play into things um, and definitely feed that kind of self-doubt, low self-esteem and questioning. Um, and really, they don't mean anything. <laughs> No, anything at all and I've definitely come been able to come to that place of as long as my business is good um I don't mind how many likes I'm getting on a post or obviously yeah I realize from certain aspects and be great to understand what your audience resonate with and what they like um but that's obviously a very different kind of analytical window than like I'm no good because no one's liked my post yeah because if you were at a networking event and you were chatting to someone and they were like do you know what I've loved that conversation or I've loved what you've just spoken about. If you're on a panel, whatever, I'm interested in working with you. You wouldn't say, hang on a minute. How many followers on Instagram do you have? I don't know whether I'm good enough to uh, support you. (laughs) I know it's crazy. And I think sometimes we have to remember it's an amazing tool, isn't it? But I know we might touch on this later, but there's other ways to kind of build your business as well. And there's so many people out there that have relatively small, like a few thousand, which would be classed as small for, some people, and they're earning lots of money like it definitely doesn't equate um but yeah I think when we are really holding that lack of self-worth we see it far more in like the balance metrics we get more hung up on it and then it can it definitely made me lose sight of actually what was important in the beginning of just actually connecting with people and talking to people and that people weren't just a number um and I used to get really upset if people like my followers were going or like people unsubscribe from my email list and I'm like it's okay like I subscribe from email lists all the time yeah I still follow those people maybe or you know it's just that I'm having a cleaner like there's so many different reasons um but I think when we have that belief that's the lens that we're seeing everything through so it can then really impact um, how we feel about ourselves, but also the decisions we make as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that you used to be um, so focused on the achieve and the, I guess it feels like the more masculine go, 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 the way that most of us have experienced at some point in the corporate world or if we haven't worked in the corporate world just society like that phrase it's a man's world it's so true um so how did you shift from that into this way of being the way you operate within your business now and the way you support people like was it one big thing that happened that shifted everything or was it a slow journey over time because I know certainly for me I mean I was not taught any other way until probably just over a year ago when I delved into the inner work in a much deeper way um you know growing up things were just the way they were you know I didn't have a parent or anyone say there are options or let's look into your mindset or you know not even therapy was mentioned growing up it just wasn't a thing so yeah, I'd love to learn a little bit about your journey, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, it came because like you, like, you know, we're not brought up to really tune in with our body. We're brought up to very much live from the mind. Um, 
And I think it's almost like this, this invisible line that cuts off the mind from the body and a big part of my work um, is like reconnecting that because it's really hard to have that trust in yourself or even to look after yourself on a really basic level and support your energy if you're not really understanding what your body's needing. And for me, it actually all came down to health. So I kind of struggled with my health in my teams. Um, I was still very active, very sporty, like all the teams. I was really conscientious at schools. So I was really hard on myself. So always kind of putting pressure and doing lots of stuff. Um, but I would also get quite tired and fatigued. And it's kind of like a long story short. When I, I think I was kind of like early 20s and I'd been working for a few years, um, living in London, working in PR, not loving it, really stressful, not earning much money, like had financial stresses. And all of a sudden my body just shut down um, and I couldn't get out of bed for like a month. And I just, I think at best that I had flu and then it kept going on and I was like, oh, something seems to be wrong here. So I was eventually diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome um, or like ME, it's also known as. And then for the next kind of, I think it would have been seven or eight years, I was really trying to look at, okay, how do I recover from this? And I was definitely coming at it from that place of, what do I need to do like physically like what do I need to take or what therapies and I was open to anything so I was doing like alternative therapies because the doctors couldn't offer anything but still not really seeing many shifts um and it actually turns out I think how, how am I now so it would have been five years ago just after I got married I actually finally realized that I'd been bit misdiagnosed um I have chronic Lyme disease so I've been bitten by a tick when I was eight um and that had obviously like different like the Lyme bacteria and different infections and it had just taken time for my body like and obviously the more stress I was putting on myself and being an achiever people pleaser emotional things just all this stuff had built up and but even with that like I'm so grateful that actually I went on the journey that I did because through going through the chronic fatigue journey I came across this clinic and that was the first time I really understood about the patterns I was running and the fact that my thoughts had an impact on my body because they looked at it from the nutrition kind of holistic functional medicine side to support your body and, and testing and hormones and all these different things. They also looked at it from that, 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 the psychology perspective. And I'd been quite resistant to that before because there's a lot, there was a lot of stigma around chronic fatigue syndrome of it being in your head and like you're just being lazy or like you need know, to think positively. So I'd been really resistant to opening up to the fact that my mind could have an impact on my body and that my mind could potentially help me feel better. But when I went to that clinic, I was like, oh, wow, it makes sense. Like all these puzzle pieces were coming together. And I think for me personally, like with my Lyme treatment, I did have to go down more of a conventional antibiotic treatment route for quite a few years. And it was quite intense. But I also firmly believe that because of all of the mindset tools, like working with my emotions, understanding my thoughts, you know, really having that connection with my body, I was able to be in that healing state that allowed that treatment to work so well. Because I know that other people have been on the same treatment that haven't had the same results because. I don't believe, although the antibiotics were necessary because of how long I'd had the infections and how poor they was, they weren't it on its own. You know, there was the diet aspect and then the, and I think that's where everything happens for a reason. So for me, um, really coming to that clinic and then 
it opened up my mind and opened up, I was mind blown. I was like, wow, you can choose your thoughts. I was like, oh God, this is like crazy. I was like, what? <laughs> and I realized like how loud my inner critic was, like the pushing, achieving that I, because I remember when I had to stop working, um, I was mortified because my whole identity had been what I did. That was all it was about. That was really, I hadn't realized how much I was making that basically who I was. So it was all about like climbing the corporate ladder. That, that was my goal and my intention. Um, and so having to stop work for a bit, I was just crushed when people asked me the question, what are you doing? Like I dreaded it because I was so embarrassed because I literally felt like, well, I'm nothing if I haven't got a job, which is crazy now. Um, but that was kind of the start of really being able to, having to work through and look at well, who am I as a person, regardless of what job I do or what I earn um, and really building that and, building that self-worth and you know releasing the patterns of being a people pleaser and putting everyone else first and kind of pushing myself and not listening to my body and it's a journey and it's a journey I'm still on to be honest like it's they're so much better and they don't control me but they can still pop up um but obviously I have far more awareness now and I think because obviously I have such a shift then I wanted to retrain. So I was like, P- more people need to know this because this isn't just about my health. Like, yes, it's been really supportive, but this is life stuff. You know, people are almost walking around on, on autopilot, just running these mm-hmm. patterns and these behaviors aren't serving them and they could be opened up to so much more. Um, so that's kind of really what, what led me to it. And then I did work at the clinic for um, quite a few years, kind of supporting people. Um, but then I really felt that like calling to do something else and have more variety and also really, support people before they got to the point of such extreme burnout because so many patients like I wish I'd known this before I wish I'd realized what I was doing and the patterns and the traumas I was carrying and I wish I could have worked on this earlier so that I had I could have saved myself getting to this point um so that's definitely been a huge part of my my journey and just seeing just the shifts in myself and you know I think you'll probably agree the mindset work is like never done in a way um because there's always layers but I think there's definitely times in your life where you probably go a bit deeper on it Mm -hmm. to really clear out some of the stuff to then be able to yeah just get back to you and actually feel comfortable in your own skin because I think that was something that I probably never really have done um yeah it's always really hard on myself yeah as you're speaking I'm thinking of all these times in my life where the something has happened and it's um added another layer I've understood myself and the way the mind body connection works better and I guess often it's the challenging parts of life that make us go a little bit deeper because we either need to it's like right now's time for a little bit of support or for me and my business or well not my business but my coaching arm of my business it was like everything had to come up to be addressed at that point because I had previously been supporting people with their marketing with their self-marketing you know teaching the strategies supporting them to get stuff done but I hadn't done it myself Um, and something else I thought of was so many years ago now I used to suffer with migraines uh, at college, at uni, around that kind of phase of my life. And it gets so bad at weekends 
I would sometimes have to just go to bed for a few hours or or just sit in the dark if I couldn't go to sleep because it was painful and started to learn that was my body surviving during the week and the weekend came and it's like oh my god you can relax and just fully feel this horrendous migraine and learning the like what headaches can represent and I truly believe that it was partly because I was operating so much in my masculine I was just always in my head overthinking trying to control um wanting to know every step of the way rather than just you know letting go and being in the moment and I actually also think it was to do with the relationship I was in as well I was so young and I thought I was so grown up at the time but there were so many things that were wrong about that relationship that I think I was feeling every day on an energetic level and it was giving me this headache I was trapped in this Ah, you know my head felt the pressure of what me as a human was going through yeah yeah and it's so common I think um you know a lot of the work with the mind-body connection yes it's being able to recognize what emotions are going on and really tune into your needs it's also like physical sensations and physical symptoms can absolutely be a manifestation of those emotions because the body is trying to communicate a message. And it's like, well, I know you're home because you listen when I tell you you're thirsty or that you need <laughs> to eat. So why aren't you listening to this worry or this fear or this anxiety or this sadness, whatever it might be. And, you know, we have so many, I uh, think, again, from society, we can have um, beliefs around what emotions are okay and what aren't. And without realizing it, we can be very cut off from actually fully expressing emotions and feeling them. I think they can feel quite uncomfortable and scary and we, we can't label them as good and bad. Um, but actually I think it's Brené Brown that says, you know, you can't selectively numb your emotions and you can't. And I used to think that I was really in touch with mine because I could talk about things so much and mm-hmm. that just in my head. And often I would be talking about it, but I'd be talking about the same thing again and again. I'd be fixated on something that happened because I wasn't allowing myself to feel it. And that's the only way you can fully process it and release it. And if you're not doing that, the body's like, well, I'm going to either shout a bit louder and intensify that emotion, or maybe maybe a physical symptom is going to get your attention. Maybe that migraine or that really bad pain in your neck or shoulders or you know, somewhere else in your body or that kind of sickness. Um, So there's huge, I mean, there's obviously so much science around it as well, but the mind mind and body connection is real. And I think with female entrepreneurs, the amazing thing is we have that kind of drive and that achiever pattern and personality. And that's great when it's in check, like when we have the balance of the feminine, it's when it's, and I think really I lived my life in the masculine, <laughs> but I didn't know that. I didn't know any other way. I was just me. And I think that's the thing for so many of us until I started to actually calm my system and just reset my nervous system. I had no idea how wired I was and how stressed I was all the time. Um, I said to people like, oh, I don't get anxious because I was like, I don't get panic attacks. So to me, I was like, well, then I don't, I don't have anxiety mm-hmm. until I started to tune into my thoughts. And I worried all the time all the time about crazy things so really bringing that awareness is so key because we have to remember that a lot of what we're showing up in the world is normal to us so it sometimes takes time to actually notice that oh okay there is a different way and actually this isn't serving me um and that can be and I can definitely like when you're saying about the relationships I definitely relate to that and had a really unhealthy toxic one for quite a few years and that was definitely 
self-worth. Like I did not value myself enough to remove myself from the situation. Um, and, you know, definitely feelings of like rejection and like what's wrong with me. Um, and I look back now thinking, <laughs> who was that person? Like what, <laughs> yeah. what do you do? Obviously we have to go through these things. Things do happen for a reason, I think, but you know, a really difficult time for many, many years. And purely I look at now and think I just clearly didn't value myself. Um, mm. at all because if you did you'd never do that um, and then yeah. I beat myself up for not valuing myself but you know <laughs> now I'm like I can show myself compassion because that was me then and I didn't know any different yeah yeah for sure seeing those challenges and seeing those times where we could l- easily let ourselves berate ourselves for it like seeing them as these um, amazing I don't know like divine things that have happened like you said they've happened for a reason because it's all about like cracking you open and bringing you back to yourself because like especially teenage and early 20 years bloody hard so hard I had no self-awareness and I just went around thinking I was who I was I was these um yeah like not good enough self-thoughts I was my anxiety that I didn't even realize that I had at the time because it wasn't again like yeah like you were saying I didn't have panic attacks so I didn't have anxiety but worried all the time had like just this constant buzzy you know energy and all that stuff so how do we how do we recognize what's us and what is the conditioning is it as easy as saying like the stuff that doesn't feel good is this stuff that we can work through or like, how do we initially identify that and start digging deeper? I think, I think at first it can be challenging because we're so used to the way we're showing up. It does just feel like us. But one thing I would think about, cause I think both of us have experienced, like as you do the deeper work that actually helps you really reconnect back with who you really are and have that clarity on the identity and like the things that feel good and the things that don't. And I think as a starting point, it's almost thinking about and having that awareness of your energy and like how you're feeling. And, you know, when we're doing things that are aligned and that we enjoy and we like, whether this is in business or just in life, like, you know, you can think about even people and relationships when you leave that person, are you feeling uplifted or do you feel like drained or anxious or tense or, you know, really starting to tune into how am I kind of feeling throughout my day as I'm doing different things? Because that starts to help you build that sense of awareness of, you know, what is my body kind of saying I like and that I don't like? What are they the signs? Because I think we have to kind of really start to understand on that basic level of what sort of things make me feel good you know, what does boost my energy and what drains it? Because again, that's a real communication of, um, okay, sometimes of course it might just be you're doing something you love, but you're doing it for too long and you can definitely still feel tired. But I think as a general rule, if you think about your business, there's probably areas where you just feel great doing it. So I know for me, like if my coaching, I love it. I love that side of it. And I could be feeling a bit tired, but I get on a coaching call and my energy is just lifted and I feel great. But there might be other things like maybe even, thinking I've got to launch in a certain way or show up in a certain way and it doesn't feel great and my energy is kind of instantly depleted just thinking about doing that task or kind of procrastinate on it um so I hope I'm answering your question here with this and do let me know if I'm not right I think it's really starting to before you do that in a work start thinking like how much of my time am I spending doing things that feel good 
And a lot of the time, I remember when I used to think about this, I was like, hmm, not a lot, because I was actually saying yes to things I really wanted to say no to, um, because I didn't want to say no. I just, I really couldn't. And if I did, I would have like the most, like most guilt, the most anxiety, like it just wasn't really worth it. Um, so, you know, putting other people's needs first and just reach out and think, what actually do I like? And if you run come run a blank, if you've got no idea, then that's definitely a sign that there's a real disconnect with yourself and actually how you want to live life. And it makes it's very difficult to live a fulfilling life if you're not connected with actually what lights you up and on a basic level, just just your own needs and what matters to you, even if that comes down to having a Sunday night and Sunday um, afternoon on the sofa rather than like going out to the pub or something you know and it can be in all the different areas Mm. yeah I love that um because sometimes I can have like conversations with people or I can hear like overhear conversations or like people can say I'm knackered for no reason and I don't understand why Mm. and I've, I've witnessed it with people in my life they'll go down the route of like tests at the doctor am I iron deficient and all of that stuff like feels like a smart thing to look into but there's so much more to it and there is probably so much more underneath that like yeah not spending enough time doing things that light you up that make you feel excited or you know perhaps living certain areas of your life out of alignment with who you are and who you want to be and who you are at your core so therefore of course you're going to feel knackered you're just not lit up by life and and same for business yeah yeah it's almost like you're going to keep getting the message until you hear it and you're going to and even with my health like I think there's elements of like I had to keep experiencing the real crashes and the dips until I started to recognize that things weren't right and you know the areas where I wasn't living in alignment and even now I think that my health is so much better you know my immune system it's kind of what keep things at bay and I know that if my health dips a bit it could be, if I think okay I've been eating well like haven't overdoing it I'm like where am I not in alignment like what is this trying to teach me and that's definitely how I look at things now um i had like a little bit of a mini relapse back in the summer and I was like what is this trying to teach me where am I really probably in my business and my life not getting the message or not doing really what my body and my soul is wanting me to do because you know there's definitely there's so many stories out there of um and lines are very complex thing but there's so many stories of people that have been ill and then they've shifted their life and all of a sudden they feel so much better um, and also you can have a lot of like um, the Lyme bacteria and the viruses and not get sick because your immune system is so strong. But my immune system was strong for quite a long time. But all of the ways I was living was depleting it because it was I was basically living from that stress state, like you were saying. And eventually mm-hmm. my body was like, we can't we can't keep this up. And then that obviously was the perfect opportunity for the infections to take over. And I think it's so often like for some people, it is things like burnout um for others you know it it can be come out in different ways but it's really having that awareness and looking at it like actually where am I doing things that aren't coming from like that hell yes and that thing of like oh this really feels good and where am I doing it because I feel like it's an obligation like I have to um because I think that 
can run so many people's lives and then that's not really helping you get in touch with your intuition and when you're talking then I was like actually you know what on a really basic level do you wake up in the morning after sleeping and still feel exhausted because Mm. if that's the case then your body is not doing what it's supposed to do at night and regenerating and it's looking at okay well why is that like what how am I not filling up my energy on a daily basis that my body's actually not even able to get into that healing state at night like it's naturally meant to do Mm -hmm. it's really interesting what you said about the checklist checking the fundamentals like am I sleeping enough am I drinking enough am I eating healthily you know am I moving in the ways that are going to be serving my body and my current energy state and mental state and whatnot. And then if all of that's being nailed, then looking at, yeah, the life, or perhaps, you know, I mean, it's bloody hard to have all of that nailed, (laughs) but, you know, intuitively, if it's like, okay, I've kind of got that, that's all right. Then yeah. Looking at the other stuff, I find all of this so, so fascinating and it, it doesn't have to be as, confusing or complex as I think people make out it's like if you're not sure what's causing something just explore like really just sink into the body stop like overthinking or trying to figure out figure it out through the head and it's like what you know what is my body saying like even if there's like a little whisper of something then explore that and there are so many different ways you can explore that aren't there and I know we we do definitely don't need to like preach here is in like preaching to the choir the choir get this like all of my listeners are here for the the deep inner work but like just listening to you talk so much of this is such a massive reminder for me like I have this um it's kind of like this underlying like cold head cold thing that rears up especially in the winter but just listening to you again I'm like oh just yesterday this this cold popped up again so where am I reverting back to a very masculine go, go, go? Because I have been on like Instagram a lot the last couple of days promoting something that I've got going on. And um, I feel so excited by it all, which is, you know, a sign that I'm truly in alignment. But I've been on my screens a lot. So perhaps that is um, bringing up this this body symptom going, hello, we need to just slow down a little bit. You haven't had a bath in a few days. and (laughs) Definitely. And I think as well, like with that mentioning excitement, and I say to my clients, it's obviously excitement's amazing. Um, And I even have to watch this because actually my body doesn't um, metabolize adrenaline very well. So if I get adrenalized, it tends to stay and I can often actually feel it in my glands. um, Mm, And I really have to sometimes remind myself to ground and but it can come from I could have had a really exciting day of like coaching calls and speaking to people so the excitement and stress they they kind of mimic the same things in the body so I'm not saying you can't get excited you can't have fun (laughs) but it's almost like when they're not doing something if you're not recognizing that all of that adrenaline then you're carrying it through into your evening and into everything else you're doing and not resetting just to kind of come back into your body just take a few breaths and ground then your system and you're carrying that into the next day you're carrying it into your sleep and all of that adds up and your body can't sustain that so I think sometimes people think well I'm not stressed and I used to think okay well you know like if there's a really stressful situation you know you're really stressed but obviously on a daily basis, I wasn't necessarily always feeling like that, but that didn't mean my body wasn't in that place. And I think for so many of us, our bodies have learned to live at a higher level. Like if we think of a scale as 10 is like that peak stress, zero is like where the body was designed to be. 
the brain has not caught up with modern day living. So there's so many things it sees as a threat and as stress. Over time, it takes far too much energy to keep going up and down between stress and healing state, stress and healing state, and switching on, all, switching on and off all those different systems like your immune system and you know your cognitive thinking and your body temperature and all of these things. It's like, I'll just sit a bit higher. So maybe you go to like a four and then maybe suddenly it's a six and then it's an eight. And I think for anyone listening that's thinking, well, how do I know where I'm, what level I'm at? A big sign is your ability, like your emotional resilience or any kind of, even physical, any kind of resilience, your mental resilience. Because if you're an eight and something happens, are you, is your reaction deemed an overreaction? You know, because I definitely know I used to overreact to things like my reaction didn't line up with what was actually happening. Um, it could even be that my husband asked me to do one more thing. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't cope. I've got so much. And it just tipped me. And it was like this small yeah. little thing because I've had the capacity of two. So if you're in a if your body is kind of, you know, you're more settled and you're calmer, well, it might bump up a bit. But you're not really going to see an effect. And I think so often probably a lot of us in I used to be in people if they're not aware they're living on that kind of edge and you know it impacts your creativity it impacts your clarity and your ability to make decisions so it's actually again if we come back around to the intuition like if you're living in that kind of overwhelmed anxious burnout stress state it's really hard to run your business from a place of alignment because you can't hear your intuition you can't get in touch with your body like you're so in your head Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes not with, not with all of my clients, but definitely some of my clients in that space. And it's really about looking at, okay, how do we shift that first? How do we start connecting you back in with yourself, kind of retraining your nervous system for that calm. And then we can go into the deeper stuff. It's almost like laying that foundation first. And then it's like, right now we can kind of, you're supported enough there. Now we can start to look at what's behind that pattern what's behind the need to overwork or like be a slave to your to-do list or you know not be able to switch off because that's like the symptom but it's not where it ends because it's like actually well who's saying that you have to do that or like why are you feeling guilty for switching off and that's when you can really dig into what beliefs are there and what situations or experiences have been picked up from family or school or or something that kind of feeding into then that the presenting kind of behavior yeah yeah it took me a while like I heard I I was hearing all this stuff people were saying it loud and clear on Instagram on podcasts but I don't know actually what caused me to really start stepping into it but I did and it's been such a game changer like Honestly, I think if I hadn't have done it, I, I guess it's a lot to do with my personality. And, and as like you said earlier, as entrepreneurs, we are um, our own version of like success driven, whatever that means for us. Right. But we're fairly resilient. We're fairly ambitious. We kind of go for stuff. But I think if I hadn't have done this inner work, I would have given up. Because you hit a wall, you hit a ceiling, you hit some kind of block. And then it's like, well, there's nowhere to go because we're just stuck in this little monkey brain going round and round and round, not getting off the train. And I think the corporate world has so much to take responsibility for in terms of that that way of being. Um, For me, it was a nice, 
I say nice, it was like my, my comfort zone, my, my ego kind of loved it because I went from corporate world to, and I say corporate, corporate, then into another full-time job that I loved that had like, it was basically a startup. It was very, a very kind of flexible, nurturing environment, which then got me to a place where I wanted to freelance, started freelancing, but I was doing nine to five. I was doing the usual kind of hustle. I did work less hours. I had really good boundaries with hours, but I was still like, I guess at like, that kind of seven, eight, perhaps level of always on the go and not looking after myself. Um, and then started coaching and threw myself into programs, working with mentors and all the rest of it and learned that it could be different. Um, and it's just so bloody exciting. And that's why I do what I do with this podcast and get guests on like you, because um, I just, I, it's something everyone should know and everyone should go through. And I'm using that word should, <laughs> but yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I always kind of like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do this. And I'm like, oh, I'm using that word. I was like, yeah, but in the right way. <laughs> I do agree. I think there's, um, you know, almost a responsibility for society you know I wish that and the government are starting to do more but you know there's so much more like from that young age of relearning um your mind's not everything and really being able to be in touch with yourself it's so key and I think I think as well like removing the stigma because I still feel people can potentially maybe one be a bit afraid of like the inner work because you're thinking oh well what am I going to open up and that's why it's so important that when you are thinking about that work you really make sure that the person that you're looking to work with has the experience and the skills to hold that space and do it safely because you know it's something I'm very passionate about because there's definitely ways that you can do it that can re-traumatize and not be great and there's ways that you can do it that actually clear transform and people feel amazing after and I think just then like just to say like the word trauma like it's not necessarily I used to think trauma is just the stuff on the news. But ultimately, like if a teacher told you at school that, you know, you're never going to amount to anything, that could be a traumatic event. Like you, you could have made a decision in that moment about yourself that's still impacting how you show up today. And just recently with my own mindset coach, I had a memory to do with brownies, but I went to once and I consciously would never, ever have thought of it it's not like a massive trauma I carry around but somewhere in my subconscious it was there and it was having an impact on you know belief that I'd taken on about you know being different and not wanting the nerve not wanting to stand out and things like that and so you know this inner work isn't necessarily about um an earthing like horrendous traumas I think sometimes people think oh well I had a really happy childhood like there's nothing going on there and I had a great upbringing but we all take on stuff, even if someone's intention might have been really amazing. How you interpreted the situation is what matters. And if you interpret it in a way that meant something that is like a limitation about yourself, that then sticks. And then suddenly you build evidence over your life for it and it gets stronger and stronger. And I think that's why I know there's a lot of talk about mindset in the online space but there can be a lot of talk on it from just the surface level of like some of the tools and techniques like affirmations, meditation, journaling. I love all of them and recommend all of them. But sometimes I think people can then get in that cycle of well, I'm doing all of that. I don't feel any difference in what's wrong with me. 
and there's obviously like you know you're saying your listeners probably already know like there's nothing wrong with you because it's like actually that's just one element it's part of the toolkit but if you're not then realigning and understanding the subconscious beliefs that's where the transformation really happens I think that's where the long-term shifts and a client of mine recently because we were kind of talking about the difference between like the mindset work you might do yourself and the mindset work you would do with like um you know someone else and like an expert and she was like you know I think I felt like before I was trying to convince myself that I loved myself and that I was great she's like now I know it (laughs) she's like now I know that I'm amazing to like my core and I think that's the difference I think sometimes some of the things that are shared online are great to a level but if we just stay there we are just going to be in this perpetual cycle of trying to convince ourselves that we feel good enough or convince Mm -hmm. ourselves that we're not afraid of success or when you know we're totally fine with failure but it's not an inner knowing of like actually yes I, I completely believe in myself and that doesn't mean I have moments of self-doubt oh, we're all human but like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier that foundation that you've built within yourself and the inner work like that can't really be broken like once mm-hmm. you've cleared those things that foundation's kind of set and if mm-hmm. you think about that whole building a house like really to build your business and take it where you want to go like you as the person have to have that foundation um because like you said otherwise I think either you're going to end up building a business that isn't in alignment and doesn't feel good um or you will give up like you said because you will feel like well this isn't working for me and you will kind of doubt yourself so much you won't have the trust and the belief to to continue forwards I think Mm. Yeah, it's so true. Once that is built, there is no taking it down. I'm just thinking like from my own experience, it's then it's then just how I am. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'll have times or days where I feel this, that and the other, but I can then easily bring me, bring me back to myself rather than it spiraling and I just continue with the stories because it can so easily, the stuff, the trauma from... Um, younger years can so easily become our identity can't they and then we go around literally telling people this is who I am this is how I behave and it's like no that's just something that spiraled from an incident that would have seemed like nothing to the outside but you subconsciously made it mean something so yeah totally love the way you described that because it really does just feel like a pillar has been placed and it's not going anywhere and that gives you an enormous amount of confidence. Yeah. Um, and actually, that leads me on to a question about your marketing, confidence and the online space and all of that stuff. What words of advice do you have to anyone listening who is feeling um, unconfident with coming online in whatever that way that might be? It might be social media, email newsletters, or just putting themselves out there online with their online business, like what words of advice do you have for starting to tackle that, overcome it and change the identity from, you know, I'm a person who's lacking confidence to show up to I've got this. (laughs) Yeah. I love that question. And the first thing that came to mind was I think first of all, really becoming aware of the story that you're stuck in around why it doesn't feel okay. So maybe it's about, I don't want to show up on stories because people are going to judge me or my voice sounds silly or not going to say the right words or, you know, with email newsletter, maybe you're saying, oh, 
what if I say this and then people don't agree and really just getting clear on actually what is the story that you're stuck in? Because I think otherwise we're just in this like, oh, I'm not confident, but we're not really getting specific in, okay, well, why? Like, what is it that's making you feel like you're not confident? What are you focusing on? Um, you know, is it that inner mean girl voice that's telling you, oh, you're useless and no one's got, no one's interested, no one wants to hear what you have to say. Um, so that's kind of one element. And I think the other aspect, I was talking about that's actually on a live earlier today, we can we generalize like I'm not a confident person this is something I used to say because my brother is a very different type of confidence to me and I was definitely quiet as a child I was happy just sitting listening I really like to listen he was more kind of out there and so I would look at that and think I'm not that so therefore I'm not confident because that was my view and I suppose my experience of confidence at the time. And because I wasn't like that, I was like, oh, well, then I, I can't do confidence. Um, and it's interesting. As I got older, I think my confidence grew, but I still very much identified with that child who was like, I'm not a confident person. So one thing, a bit of advice is if you're suddenly thinking, OK, like I'm not confident to write that email or show up on social media, think about where in your life right now are you confident and what does confidence look like to you? Because I think sometimes and I was guilty of this coming into the online space, but looking at how other people are showing up and thinking, well, that's how I've got to do it. I've got to be all like bubbly and like dancing around or, you know, whatever it might be. And actually maybe for you, you're, in a, you're a really grounded energy and that's what makes you feel confident. So if you try and be someone else instantly, you're going to be out of alignment and you're not going to feel confident. So I would say to anyone, like think about where in your life do you feel confident right now? And how does that confidence show up? So what's your body posture? What are you saying to yourself? What are you focusing on? And almost build it a bit like a recipe, like you'd build a cake, build that state of confidence. You know, NLP really talk about that building a state and it could be trust or being relaxed, like all different things. But it's thinking about all the elements have to go together um, because, for example, let's say, you know, your body posture was right and you were focused on something and you were kind of breathing well and like put on a power song that made you feel really confident. But then if you're telling yourself, oh, well, people are going to laugh at me or I'm stupid, I've got nothing to say, just mm-hmm. you're not going to feel confident. So it all needs to line up. So really thinking about stepping into that place of where do I feel really confident? And going there and, and bringing that into the present moment before you write that email or before you show up, can that can be a really kind of helpful conscious way, I think, because there might be obviously the subconscious reasons why your confidence isn't there. But sometimes it might just be because we're telling ourselves a story and actually we've got to just stop the story and step into that place of like, if I was confident, what would that look like? And let me embody that now. Yeah, I have the ability to change that, like what's been has been and now this there's space for something new because I'm going to allow it when I first started coaching um and I was going through all of that showing up online pushing through all of that stuff like I just didn't feel like I had the personality to be I did to a certain degree because I was going for it right but then the stories were like you've just said, massively resonate. I've never been the loud one. I've never been the most confident one. I've, I don't have enough like authentic, excited energy to be showing up every day on social media and all of this stuff. And then I started doing this work and I was like, 
but there are so many areas of my life that I feel so um, good and proud to say that I am confident in. Like, um, I don't know, maybe it was like mid twenties. I got to the point where all of a sudden my boundaries were solid because <laughs> oh. I'd been through enough shit in, especially like work situations um, where, you know, like I, I should, I should have, or I wanted to leave jobs because I was working with shitty people. <laughs> and, and I felt at the time, like I'd be a failure if I just left because of a person or because of an environment or because of a toxic way of working like what that's ridiculous but then you know went through the stuff and learned I can actually do whatever I want because I just want to be happy um so then highlighting and literally writing lists of I've got solid as fuck boundaries (laughs) you know and that makes me feel amazing and this that and the other and then just building this evidence of I'm wicked in these areas and I can be wicked in these areas as well if I just allow myself to start practicing yeah I love that yeah and it is so many times we're looking at everything we can't do or we don't know so if that's our lens of course you're not going to have confidence but you need to switch it even if you're new in the whatever business you're doing you will have experience that's transferable and you know and even for me actually when I came into online space because I was new in the online space like I forgot about all my experience at the clinic and all the work I'd done because I was just thinking oh my Instagram page is new and I'm just, this is a whole new thing and it took me a while to have, kind of remember and remind myself of like yes but there's all this stuff like you might not have had clients online yet but look at what you're doing and what you have been doing um and it's yeah I think really being able to remind yourself of that definitely can squash that imposter syndrome and build your confidence I love that yeah having that evidence list of actually these are the areas where I am just a badass you know <laughs> and actually I can be that here if I just shift the story um, and I'm someone who didn't sell really on my Instagram for like 15 months because I was so terrified um I had a lot of hang-ups around selling and beliefs and re- rejection and judgment so you know I've been there <laughs> Um, and obviously that's kind of important if you want to have an online business people need to know how they're going to work with you they don't just <laughs> it can happen I was like oh, people will just message me if they want to work with me <laughs> maybe yeah that happened a bit but they also kind of need to know what you do and what you offer um, and it's mm-hmm. it's still to be found still working through layers to kind of really show up even more powerfully even more confidently um, because that energy comes through so you can be yeah. great at what you do, but it is also about making sure you can translate that when you're showing up online. Yeah. And yeah, you are incredible at showing up online and everyone should go follow you. I will link everything up um, in the notes and on social media if this is where you're discovering things. So yeah, go for sure check Sam out I would love to wrap up with a couple of questions that I have started asking all of my guests the first one is what's your favorite quote or mantra and why okay so this is that yeah this is always a tough one for me so I've got so many but I think one that I have really been coming back to a lot recently is um and I might not get the exact wording right, but it's by someone called Dennis Waitley, who is kind of quite old school. So he wrote The Psychology of Winning back in the 80s. Some of it, you know, he talks about winners and losers. Like I definitely would never refer to people <laughs> as losers. Um, but the whole winning mentality and like the, the kind of um, 
sort of uh, qualities that make a winner can be really powerful and relevant. And he says, there's a quote that really sticks out to me, like, it's not what we are that holds us back. It's what we think we are not. And I think for me, especially with like the journey that I'm on and thinking about what I do with my clients, it's not who we are. It's how we see ourselves that is the barrier because mm-hmm. we are beyond powerful, like beyond amazing, capable of all of the success and everything we want to do and living that life. But we view ourselves to a very different identity. So like going back to how we were saying, you know, we view ourselves as not being confident. You probably are a confident person, but if your identity is as someone that isn't, you're holding yourself back. And I've had clients that create incredible transformations for their clients, incredible reviews, but their identity, they saw themselves as someone very different and they weren't, so they weren't able to take that feedback on. They weren't able to really own that. And it wasn't until they kind of worked those beliefs and they were like, oh, okay, that is me. So I think that quote really sticks out in my mind. It's one that I've used in like, guess, expert sessions and things, because I think it's so true. Like, and it's so relevant for our conversation today, I think, with like the mindset focus of actually how are we holding ourselves back by not really seeing our true self and seeing ourselves a different way? That's certainly how I interpret it anyway. Yeah, I love that so much. That feels like a perfect fit for you, what you do, everything we've spoken about. Um, And the power, the reason I ask this question is because I personally find mantras, quotes, these, these nuggets of words so incredibly powerful, game changing um and you can just sometimes come across one that when you need it the most and it just like bam hits you so hard it's the reason why I've started um creating a lot of mantras in my social media marketing actually because I know that it's that post is going to have an impact on at least a few people reading it because words can change so much can't they you often hear in podcast interviews like oh I once read this book and I read this thing and it changed my life you know and I love that I'm gonna write that down and add it to my powerful list it definitely hits hard with me as well it's a good reminder to shake you out of your little monkey brain and go no (laughs) absolutely like right that's my powerful me lens on how do I see myself then (laughs) yeah amazing and the last question I'd love to ask you is what does creating a life filled with magic mean to you or look like to you or feel to you because this podcast is called the make magic podcast and just organically over time my messaging my marketing has been focused so much around creating magic in everything we do um and I'm just so personally deeply intrigued by what different people's version of that is so love to find out yeah it's such a gorgeous question and I think for me it's really having variety So as much as I love what I do, I would not want it to be the only thing in my life. Um, You know, relationships are important, experiences. But I think it's really doing things from that place of joy and fun and really leaning into, you know, what actually lights me up. And I will, you know, we were having a quick chat before this podcast started. And I think I lost some of this. I lost some of the magic, like over the pandemic and potentially even before that with some of my health challenges I think it really disconnected me from actually what is it that I really love to do and that 
makes me come alive and the the kind of life and experiences I want and maybe some people listening will definitely resonate from the pandemic perspective because there's so much we couldn't do and it's something I'm really leaning into of like okay my business is amazing but actually what's my life about not just my work and what I do but really bring in my all and how can I on a daily basis be making sure that I'm smiling or having fun and for me definitely it's in the small things in life as much as the big things so obviously certain holidays or experiences are great but I think I'm really leaning into how can every day be magical even if it seems like an ordinary day where's a little bit of magic whether it's I don't know suddenly my puppy's doing something really funny or you have that great conversation or I don't know you've got that moment to yourself when you're sipping a drink and you just feel really grounded and chilled whatever it might be I think actually for me that's a magical life like not living for all the big stuff but really Mm. being able to honor and appreciate every aspect of life and all of those small things that we take for granted um yeah I think they can actually be quite incredible when we take time to notice them um because not everyone has them at the end of the day Mm. that was so beautiful thank you so much for sharing that you're welcome ah thank you so much this has been so juicy how can everyone connect with you online how can they dig deeper with you yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on your podcast. And the best place to find me is Instagram. So I know you'll be linked in the show notes, but it's Month of Quemby Coaching on Instagram. Um, that's where I'm most active at the moment. Um, there will be other things um, in the future. But yeah, Instagram's the best place to kind of find me right now. Amazing. And um what are the ways that people can work with you as well like do you have a signature one-to-one at the moment or the various different options yes there's a few different options so I have a two-hour breakthrough session so this is a really great way if you're quite new to mindset work so signing up to kind of four months might seem a bit daunting and you want to kind of get a sense of actually okay how does it work and what is that deeper work like and um Or it can also be really good if you're just kind of a bit stuck in one area or you know you've got one really key belief that seems to just be cropping up again and again. It's a really great way to be able to go deep to remove that. Um, And it comes with like some box support and a hypnosis afterwards. And then I have my four-month one-to-one. So that is definitely for ladies who are really ready to, to go to that next level in their business. And that doesn't have to be six figures or anything like that, but it's really they there's part of them that's ready and raring to go, but they're kind of holding themselves back and they maybe are doubting. They're in that place of lack of trust and they're really ready to fully step into that belief and really own their next level leadership and authority. Um, And having that longer time working together really allows us to, to, you know, build that awareness of what's going on, cultivate, like change those patterns, but then really help them step into that kind of new transformation and then see the results and impact from that. So they're the, the two best ways that people can work with me right now. Amazing. Incredible. Thank you so much. That conversation was 
So much, so, so much. I feel like you packed in there. And from like a little selfish personal perspective, like I've got some key takeaways. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, I loved it. I knew we'd have a really great chat because we're so aligned on a lot of these things. And I know you have done so much of the mindset work yourself that you really understand the value of that deeper inner work. Um, so yes, yeah, it's an honor to be a guest and thank you so much for inviting me on. And yeah, I've really loved it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have had you join us. If you loved today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Liz Spears Marketing. I'd love to connect with you all on there. And I'd also love to ask for you to show me some love by leaving a rating or a review. I'd really, really appreciate that support. If you'd like to find out more about me and my marketing services for small business owners like you, check out the show notes for all the different ways we can work together or visit my website, lizfearsmarketing.com. Wishing you an amazing day and sending you lots and lots of love.